Hey, welcome. Thanks for coming back. Nice to see you again. This is Richard Sachs on Lost Hearts Radio. And we're here with our friend Dr. Gabriel Cousins for some discussions of what's happening in the world. Currently very much like being inside of an insane asylum on a large scale, but doesn't have to be that way. And we're both interested in reversing that trend and bringing it back closer to what it could be. Uh, welcome, Dr. Cousins. And what are we going to talk about? Okay. So, thank you, Richard. I always enjoy hanging out and talking with you. And so, we're really going to talk ultimately, in a sense, about the prophecy of Isaiah 5.20 to 24. And it is, Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So, in other words, putting things upside down. Sideways and backwards and calling it normal. So, we're going to get into it in more modern terms. But first we're going to do a little bit of a dance for spiritual joy as part of the breakthrough with all this. And... um, and I encourage everybody to dance with me. And then we're going to meditate for a few minutes. And the meditation, if you don't have a meditation, is yod on the in-breath, hey on the out-breath, wah on the in-breath, hey on the out-breath. This is the name that most of us receive from the burning bush, the name of God, is grace. We need a lot of grace today. Hmm. You may have noticed that. Okay. Yeah. And then from that, um, we just keep repeating the yod and the hey, wa, hey, with our breath, uh, in breath, yod up to the heart, out breath, wa, uh, hey, out from the heart, in breath, wa, from the base to the third eye, and then exhale out to the heart. So we just compete complete doing that until we're in meditation and we stop into the mantra. So now we're going to dance and then go into meditation. Okay, we're ready to
Okay, so just focus on my eyes as we go in meditation. Okay. Now in the meditation
Okay, slowly come out of meditation. And now we're just going to take a deep look into what's going on and what are the results of what's going on. So we are being subjected, and I believe most everyone in this group is aware of this to some extent that our reality is when we define to fit that particular theory, we have the woke theory, we have the communist theory, we have socialist theory, we have you know, a series of theories um, that they want people to buy and changing reality by using different words and explanations part of it. So one of the things that happens is we deny, we're being forced to deny, or people are trying to force us, because I'm not playing, and I hope you don't either. People are trying to force us to, de- to deny reality to be polite. Oh, we don't want to hurt that person's feeling. If they want to say that they're a woman when there's a physical man, or they're a cat when they're a human person, we don't want to hurt their feelings. You are not hurting their feelings. If you go along and deny reality, you are hurting them because you're allowing to be them to be an overt delusion. There's a psychiatrist, and we were trained this way. You know, it's like, hey, somebody comes in psychotic. You don't really support their psychosis. How do they ever get healed? In this system, they don't get healed. They keep going with it until something more drastic happens. So denying the reality to be replied, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings, is actually doing harm. Woke pronouns. What are they? They're a gateway drug. What are they gateway drug to? Mind control. Because the woke pro- pronouns are actually designed, and they're actually designed, more and more articles are coming out when they started designing this in the 60s and so forth, um, to particularly alter people's reality by bringing this in as woke and, and as a good thing. And we see it was a clear plan to distort reality and get people to believe in upside-down reality. And now, I can't give at this moment a Ph.D., paper, thesis in every statement. All this is documented. Okay? And so what are we talking about? We're talking about leading a a life governed by truth and uh, what I call relative reality. There's only one reality. There's only God. But aside from that part of the discussion, there's a relative reality. Nature has a certain reality. There are two genders, by and large. Okay? Certain people are born hermaphrodite, but that's very unusual. Unless there's two uh, two genders, you know, and, and the XX chromosome and XY chromosome. Yet they have you believe there's multiple genders. That's an overt biological lie. That's overtly ignoring nature. Okay, and that's what we're talking about. That's how dramatic it is. I mean, it's dramatic. And people are going along with it. That's even more dramatic. How can you just deny your physical reality? Okay? 
And what's happening is we're literally being indoctrinated into lies. Now, is this something new? Not really. Nazis did that. Communist China does that. North Korea does that. There is nothing new here, modern. And if you go back in past times, you can go back to Nimrod and the different lies that are going on. The people in control want to control the narrative by distorting the reality. So there really isn't anything new. So, uh, But it's happening. That's what's really important, okay? And that's what I'm trying to say. So we have communists, we have Nazis, we have dictatorships, and, you know, like in North Korea and China, where they deliberately, now this is important, they deliberately, they're not confused, okay? The Tavistock Institute is not confused. They know deliberately what they're doing. They're, they're the ones that started, they were part of the ones, besides CA, who started with the idea of how to play with the pronouns to get people really confused, in, in, at least in the 60s. And what, what are they doing? They're defining external reality to make the abnormal, such as concentration camps in Germany, or uh, non-communists are bad if you happen to be living in China and you get sent to a concentration camp there. Uh, biological men, you know, can get pregnant. Um, you can change your biological gender. These are all big lies against nature. We're, we're not talking just a little bit. We're talking denying nature. That's huge. If, uh, you know, in the, it used to be in the uh, psychiatric world, if you were denying the external reality, you, it depends how severely you divide, uh, deny it, you, you end up in a mental hospital. Here you're getting uh, congratulated. And the people who are telling you, no, actually, you're not a cat. They get in trouble. There was a story, and I believe it was actually in Scotland. It was kind of in the headlines, and I may be wrong. It may be in Australia, where one of the students uh, was telling her fellow student who thinks who's thinking she was a cat, saying, "You really aren't a cat. You're a human being." The teacher interrupted and started castigating the student, saying, "No." The student who was saying, you're, you're, you're not a cat, well, you are insulting her, you're hurting her feelings. Remember the denying reality to be polite, you're hurting her feelings. What are you doing? That's her self-esteem. And just, you know, the whole dialogue, and I can't remember just where I heard it. I actually heard it in several places. But can you believe a teacher telling a student, you know, these are younger kids, don't tell her she's not a cat. She has a right to say she's a cat. Don't hurt her feelings. You're being impolite. I mean, that is uh, really denying reality to be polite, and that's a huge issue. It's like, no, you're not being polite by denying reality. Uh, 
you're actually hurting the person who is who is being delusional because you're not challenging their delusional delusions so they can wake up. That's really what we're talking about, and that's when you see people escaping from like North Korea. Those stories are happening all the time. That suddenly somebody wakes up and says, "Well, reality is not reality here. It's all one big lie." And, and somehow, some people escape alive. Okay, and the uh, altering the language. Okay, that's why you know with the pronouns you alter the gateway. You're not a person. You're a they. Or the no, you're he or she. Okay, those are real pronouns that have been with us for thousands of years, and you can't justify. I mean, you can, and that's how we're getting mass confusion, uh, denying reality to, to to not offend somebody's delusion is an upside down which is what Isaiah was talking about, uh, an approach that causes far more harm than uh, challenging someone's delusions so they can wake up. Um, and so, we, you know, they've created a false reality to support, you know, a uh, false social system that is, is causing general life confusion. That's really what we're talking about here. And that life confusion, that gender confusion, is deadly. In a second, I'll explain why I said deadly. Okay, it's not, not a game. Um, so it's very important that we stop being polite, quote, and actually be polite by helping people, by challenging their denial. So standing up for the relative truth. Uh, when we're, we're, we're confronted or involved with that, con- confused and, and uh, I'm going to say diabolically confused groupthink. Red Garden China, woke is in the United States. Is there really a difference? In the Red Guard, they would attack people, maybe they would kill people, but they would ruin their lives. Is that different than the woke thing that's happening today? So, um, so I want to quote a, uh, uh, a study coming out of Denmark. And it, it finds transgenders attempt suicide 7.7 times more often than the general population. Okay? And the suicide rate for people with gender dysphoria is 3.5 times higher. Now, you can help people. That's the point. But if you allow them to deny it, you're you're setting them up for, you know, lethal, the word lethal is lethal, suicide rates, okay? So this study shows that people who suffer from gender dysphoria, which is a problem, and I'm saying, let's call it a problem. Let's not honor it and, and pat people on the head by saying, oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, you're, you're progressive, you're woke. People are hurting. Okay? And we hurt them 
by not helping them work through their gender dysphoria. We hurt them, we damage them, and we also set them up for increased rates of suicide. That is a big deal, okay? Um, and gender-affirming care doesn't has not been shown to work. Um, and, you know, this is important. And... Uh, because these people are often suffering from childhood traumas. And then there's a Swedish study, and there's more than one study, that shows that people who have a sex reassignment surgery, which is, you know, again, gender-affirming care taken to an extreme, their suicide rate isn't 3.35 times higher. It's now 19 times higher. 19 times, not 3.5, which is dysphoria. So what that shows is that their general surgeries, which are gender-affirming care in the extreme, doesn't alleviate suicide risk, but rather worsens it. But what do the doctors tell the parents? Hey, if you don't do this, your child could commit suicide. Well, guess what? They're already suicidal. And you're going to do a general affirming uh, sex change, and you've now rated that up to 19 times more a suicidability, five times more suicides. So we have to kind of look at that, that this is serious. We're hurting people by falsely affirming their confusion. So... I am really making the point that the way we help people is not to support their delusion. That's not being applied or life-affirming because, in fact, if you affirm it, it gets worse, and that's why you have, when you do the full affirmation of general you know, surgery, you've got 19 times more, not 7.7 times more, and 5 times more, not 3.5 times more, uh, suicide. So I'm saying the way we help people is tune into them, be sensitive to them, and help them move out of their gender confusion rather than playing the woke games and define nature. It never works to define nature. When you jump out the, you know, the top floor of the Empire State Building, guess what? You aren't going to fly. And they get killed. So it's not really a wise practice to defy nature. It doesn't work well. So can we turn that around and actually really support people, really show our love for them by having the courage to challenge their delusions in a kind, gentle, and loving way to help them come back to reality so they can be evolved in their lives. So that's where I would like to invite Richard into the discussion and take it from there. So Richard, come on in. It's an important topic, and it's affecting a lot of people's lives right now. Um, One of the big groups that is falling for this is not the kids, it's the doctors who are chopping up the kids. And I wonder what your insight is on 
what's going on with them? Why are they going along with this? How, how come they can't tell that they're being... You remember that Oath Keepers was a group that, that challenged the military people and government workers not to follow illegal orders. So the, isn't this kind of what the doctors are doing when the hospital says, we're going to do um, child mutilation and we're going to call it gender-affirming gender care? And you have to follow orders. How come they're going along with it? What's going on with that? Well, you're making a big assumption, which I don't agree with, is that doctors know what they're doing. Okay. One thing I learned in medical school, that was not the case at all. Okay? Right. Uh, And they had no, this is in the 60s, so they had no real concept of holistic medical thinking whatsoever. So, you know, in my class at Columbia, there were, maybe five or six people, and a few of the physicians who understood what was going on. And we kind of secretly communicated with each other. But by and large, the doctors uh, can memorize and do certain things, but it doesn't mean they can think sociologically and psychologically. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to just mention that. Half the doctors that come up, I went, were in psychiatric care as students, as medical students. So, wow. so I don't agree with your assumption that the doctors know what's going on. I yeah. believe that many doctors sincerely believe this is the right approach. And you look at the APA and the American Psychological Association, who are very dominated by the woke culture, they're all affirming it. So now you're in a position where, hey, we're affirming that you should do these these type of operations. Since you since you clarify it, I don't agree with my assumption either. You know, yeah. because we're putting a special label on people who who are doctors, and they're actually just people. Yeah. Exactly, with all their biases, just like everybody else. Yeah, and their cultural insensitivity, like most people. So. Really, there are woke doc- there are awake doctors. Clearly, see them out there talking, you know, and right, they're doing a great right. job. And um, but they're minority, and they take a lot of hits. Otherwise, they would realize that using poisonous chemicals and calling them medicine it has a big problem. <laughs> yeah, I think you should say that. Yes, <laughs> and most of them don't realize that. The doctors are not being hypocrites. So, I mean, some are, okay? They're under a lot of pressure, but, you know... They're a subset of the population. Yeah. So it's, it's not a doctor problem, it's a population problem, it's a consciousness problem. Of the population, People yes. are not self-aware... So they th- they identify with programs instead of themselves, and right. as soon as the programs are changed, they just say, "What do I do next?" And they do it. Right. And so what we're looking at is at this point, there's been a lot of walking back of the programs. Well, I don't think the bioweapon injections were a really great idea. You know, there are leaders saying that kind of thing now, right. or at least we we can't. Uh, force everybody to do it because maybe it doesn't work out well. So there is a shift in the, in the discussion. There is a big uh, one of the officials uh, of the health system in England 
just gave a public talk. Matt Hancock, I think maybe was his name. And he was saying he was sorry they didn't do more to enforce the uh, the rules because so many people died because they couldn't get the shot and because they weren't locked down long enough and stuff like that. So they really need to understand how to do it better for the next one. And yeah, and I'm not sure that he doesn't know better than that. Oh, I think he knows. Yeah, so they're, they're just kind of propagandizing people to buy the story. And there will be people who buy the story, but a whole lot less than before. Yeah. What's happening is people are waking up and realizing, wait, we've been had, and we, we're not really going to do that again. Right. Yeah, quite a few real, not not everybody, but quite a few of the more conscious people are realizing that it's highly questionable whether there was any virus at all, you know, rather than some kind of toxic material that was spread. There's a, a big issue with uh, contagion from viruses. That has never been proven. Right. And the, the doctors that were brave enough to come out with that, there was a Dr. Cowan, he wrote a book called uh, The Contagion Myth, I think, with Sally Fallon, and they talked about the fact that even in the Spanish flu, they tried to infect people with samples from the sick people who had this so-called Spanish flu, and they could never do it. That's yeah, those are, those are tricky discussions. Um, my feeling is that something is happening. We know in people over 60, they had a much higher percentage of being sick. Mm -hmm. so they have weaker immune systems. So I kind of think backwards with it and say, well, if your immune system goes down, you have a tendency to get sick, more sick and more of this, then maybe it has something to do with the immune system and this still is an effective agent, whether we call it a virus or a bacteriophage or whatever. I don't really know, to be honest with you. All I know is... called all the flu cases COVID. Yeah. Right? There was no excess death until they started the shots. I think that's actually pretty accurate. So flu is a seasonal thing. And did the number of people dying increase? No, as far as I can tell. Yeah. I mean, until they start doing the the uh, injections. Right. And now they're doing mRNA for all kinds of things, right? Including yes. new, new flu shots. Yes. None of this is a very good sign. But that's what they're trying to do. But a lot of people are more skeptical. And I think the other thing is that a lot of people don't want to do any vaccinations now. Yeah. And they're not as scared of being called anti-vaxxers. Right. That's supposed to scare you into taking anything deadly just so they don't call you the name. And that's denying reality to be polite or to be socially accepted. Yeah, exactly. Or to keep your job. Yeah. So, you know, the people that have been advocating stopping this whole situation by peaceful mass noncompliance, David Icke and Chris Guy and people like that, I think that's a great idea, but that really requires a certain consciousness so that when somebody orders you to do something that's going to hurt you or somebody else, you can't do it. You just you don't have to figure out whether it's worth it. You, you can't. You can't follow an immoral order, whether you're a soldier or a doctor or a regular human like us or anybody else. 
it's a very it's a difficult situation, and probably for another year or two is going to keep getting more difficult. Yeah, I, th- I think they're interested in doing some climate change lockdowns as soon as possible. Yeah, where you don't have a climate change. Now, I'm not an expert in what happened in Montreal or that whole area, but my understanding, and I'm not seeing the newspapers anymore, is that they there were like five or six separate fires that were started, plus poor forest management that allowed this to happen. And then they caught some arsonists. Yeah. Now you don't see it in the newspapers, but initially they did. Can you right. can you clarify that what you read? Well, the whole point was just like in California, start the fires and blame it on climate change. Right. And and you know there's an example of a woke mentality because some of the people going along with this, at my understanding, that they're willing to become arsonists to start the fires. In their own mind, it's because they believe in climate change and the public is not responding fast enough. So we have to start fires um, in order to get the correct response and save us from all dying in seven years or whatever it is. So do they, do have they arrested people in the Montreal area? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I heard they may have arrested one or two people, but I I can't get the news. I can't get any clarity in the news. Yeah, this would be not allowed on major news if it happens. But in California, I think they did find some people. Yeah. And yet they still get their point across because people forget, you know, the, the emotional impact of the TV showing the world is burning up because of climate change. It still has its effect. Yeah, but it's less effect. But that's what we're facing. And our job is we can't deny reality to be polite or to be socially accepted. It's just like saying you're a cat to go along with climate change. Right. Really the same thing. What we do know about climate change is it's slightly cooler. Now, data came out... uh, few weeks ago that it's slightly cooler now than it was in 1998. Yeah, but those, that data can be adjusted, though. All of it can, but these people are claiming, you know, they're totally committed to the original data before it does wow. get changed. That would be valuable. They need so, good security. Yes. I have the, I have the website of them. I can't remember quite what it is in the moment, but I'll try to... That would be worth linking to. Yeah, because they are documenting the the temperature changes. It's very slight, but the big message is it hasn't gotten warmer. It's gotten slight, less than one degree. degree. That would contradict all those radical uh, red maps showing the world is burning up. Yeah, actually, let me just see if I can find that. Good good link to have if you've got it. Climate change thing is a big deal. Um, It's it's the same issue, isn't it? Yeah, it's really the same issue. Nobody falls for any of this stuff if we're conscious. We don't realize it, but we're walking around shrouded in hypnotic trance. And there's some of us trying to wake people up. Okay. Uh, 
Let me just get my little file out and read you a few questions. Yeah, it would be really worth having if you can find it. I, I found it. I got it in the head. I remember you, you, know, you did a whole talk on that on the show once. Yes, I have. Um, and just for interesting, uh, only 0.3% of science, scientists agree humans are causing climate change. 0.3%. That's an altered fact because they're, they're talking as if all sane scientists agree and think. Yeah, and what they did is they took a poll and they took a poll and they kept condensing it down until they got people who really believed that we're causing it. And then they said three, three left and they all agreed. Yeah. They uh, there's no climate emergency around 1,500 scientists and professionals oppose net zero COVID policy. I'm still looking for it. Um, and the point is temperatures have fluctuated Climate change has been going on cyclically for the whole time. Back See it? The chart? Yeah. That's over thousands of years. Right. Warming, warming, warming. Okay, I think I found it. Okay. No, it's in this file. So as we're talking, I'll find it. It wasn't changing because the dinosaurs were burning coal. Right. Okay, it's a carbon CO2 coalition. Yeah. Is the name of the group. CO2 coalition. And they're, they're the ones that have documented all this. Yeah. We had a great a great representative of that group on the show once, and he did a good job. Yeah, um, they're they're pretty updated, they're, but they're the ones. That's the, the website that is covering this most accurately. Um, and it's Gregory Wrightson of the CO two Coalition. So if you look up CO two Coalition, mm -hmm. you should be able to find. Right. Here. See, here it is CO2 Coalition. It's hard to read that, but you have to just tell us what it well, is. Well, CO2 Coalition is the name. Yeah. Carbon Dioxide Coalition, CO2. Right. Um, it's interesting because different groups are good on certain things. And okay. Here's, here's their site newsletter at CO2Coalition.org. That sounds like an email address. Uh, well, I guess. That's not clear, but this is what I have. Okay. So it's yeah. newsletter at CO and then at big2 coalition.org. Yeah, so, so CO2coalition.org is the website. Yeah. So that can get you tuned into them. Yeah. Uh, to give credit to the geoengineering program, which the CO2 coalition in general doesn't know about or doesn't agree with, uh, the geoengineering program globally is trying their absolute best to create cl catastrophic climate change or at least weather disruption. Right. 
and I don't think they have the technology to do anything to the climate, but they have the technology and the spray material to do a lot to the weather, which is a different issue. And they're messing up the weather, causing droughts and floods and all kinds of stuff. I made the mistake of um, mentioning this to my first contacts at CO2 Coalition, and I got banned, basically. They wouldn't talk to me. They don't believe geoengineering is doing that. But I found somebody who wouldn't throw me out, and he was willing to come on. So I'll just give you a quote here. CO2 Coalition member Dr. Roy Spencer published his latest update on global satellite temperatures this week. The temperature of January 2023 was even colder than January 1988 and 0.04 degrees centigrade below 1991 to 2020 average. Right. So basically, you got some slight global cool. Yeah. But certainly yeah. not global warming. That's the important thing. No, there, there are some people saying that there's severe global cooling, too, and that that's a major threat. That could happen. There have been ice ages, but it doesn't, happen, doesn't seem to be happening yet. And even if it is, giving up your freedom is not going to fix it. Well, right. But I think the point that we're looking at is that there are weather change fluctuations. None of them are that significant. They're less than one degree centigrade. You know, and we know they've been documented for the last 350,000 years. And so they're just picking. You know, in the 70s, they thought we're going to go into an ice age. I remember we were looking at that at the time. Right. And now it's warming, and then it's going to be slight cooling. Then it'll be warming again. And they're just using it to free people out. Natural things. Yeah. Even in in the 70s, when it was about global cooling, there were books written about how CO2 was causing the problem. Right. So... The best we can do is pierce through the lie uh, and get people to be as aware as possible so that we can be as stable in our consciousness as possible and not slip into fear. Yeah, exactly. And the rulers always want to control everybody by fear. Correct. Seems to be a common element. Yes. And that's what we're talking about. And that's really... The essence of the the wokeism and the playing with the pronouns it's it's to create mental confusion and fear, right? And to destabilize everybody, they want the people with the right pronouns to go crazy and tear up stores and things like that. If somebody misgenders them, in fact, some of the most woke states like California in the U.S. has proposed. I don't know if it passed the legislature or not. But they proposed a law to send parents to jail for misgendering their child. Well, there's another law that passed in California, but one other place where you could get sent to jail if you misgender someone. Yeah, this is your own kid, though. 
I mean, I know, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying, I don't know about that. I'm just saying, in general, ask that if you know that somebody likes to call this way and you don't call them that, then you get right. actually uh, put in jail. Yeah. Yeah, I was, writing, I was writing a Ph.D. dissertation, and I got in trouble for, in one sentence, you know, it has to go by reviewers and things like that. And one of them caught that I used his or her once, and the whole thing would have been thrown out if I hadn't chose uh, to change it to there or something like that, something non-gender specific. So it's pretty intense control that we're dealing with particularly in the academic circles. They, for whatever reason, they're more susceptible to believing these things. Yeah. And maybe just that I'm not sure people in academia what, what the problem is. But yeah, the whole system of academia is blind trust of authority. You know, if the professor says something, and especially... Drug, rep- drug company representatives come in really fancy suits and give talks, or people from other industries, and no one questions, you know, or you're not supposed to question it. And if an agency like CDC or something uh, says something, then obviously you don't question that. It's like a talk by, you know, the Pope in old, olden times or something like that. It's being questioned and like the two studies I mentioned, the Danish study, it talks about the higher rates of suicide, you know, um, for transgender students. Yeah. Um, we didn't, we're not doing these kids any good here. We're hurting them. And then and the, the authorities know, are saying they commit suicide because their feelings got hurt. Yeah. And that's not what's going on. These are people that are mentally imbalanced. They need real support. Right. And if, if you let the doctors cut your body up beyond repair, and then you realize what you did, there's a strong tendency to want to not be alive anymore. That is, uh, the research tends to suggest that these surgeries do make do not make any difference in the outcome of suicide. So, so yeah, but you said that the people who have the surgery. Um, are seven point something times more likely to kill themselves? Uh, they're five times more likely. To, no, they're nineteen times more likely to kill themselves and kill themselves five times more. Yeah, if they've had the surgery, right? Yes. Okay, so the surgery is effective. Yeah, it makes things worse. Yeah, exactly. Which is and, should be super obvious. Yes. That's why these studies are pretty important. Yeah. This is a study that came out in uh, June 30th, 2023. So the days the have talked about transgenders and suicide attempts 7.7 7 times more. That's a significant statement of transgenders being more uh, emo- emotionally and mentally imbalanced, and they're not getting the help they should get. Right. And part of it is not the brainwashing. Part of it is the environmental chemicals. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Not everybody's having this kind of problem, right? Right. There's some more susceptible than others. Exactly. 
The atrazine is a big issue. It shouldn't be in the water. It, the whole thing is very sad, you know, and turning it into a, you know, to, to use it politically is, from a health point of view, is, is really um, pretty outrageous. These people are being taken advantage of right. and being used. Yeah, it's not it's not their fault. You know, if you change the chemistry of somebody's body, the thoughts are going to change. Yeah. So it's very sad, but we don't start by uh, affirming unreality. Right. Denying reality to be polite or socially and politically acceptable is not doing anybody a favor except the ruling, the ruling elite. Yeah. And you're not advocating attacking people. You're advocating in a very compassionate way to come across and tell the truth. And to help people. Yeah. In other words, these are workable things. You can help people. You can, you can take them away from being suicidal. The, the ones that are the most challenging to help are the ones that have already had surgery. Well, yes and no, because a lot of them that have surgery get this is a big mistake. It wakes them up. Yeah. That's true. It may take a year or two. It may take five years. But there are a number of people testifying now of what a huge mistake that was. Right. And it's irreversible by and large. So they need as much help as possible. There, there was a great um, absolutely project on the website called sexchangeregret.com, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know about that. And they need support. This is not any condemnation. They say people need support. Don't use them politically to make your agenda of Right. Part of this paradigm that you have to fight about everything is, you know, an element of the hypnosis. If you find out that a huge set of people are being abused and misled by this kind of programming, you don't attack them, you try to help them. Right. You know, it's, it's like family members on the larger scale. And that's what we're talking about. They're not the problem. The problem is obviously the the people, you know, the, the global elite who are who have planned this as a way of weakening and enslaving humanity. Right. So, if the servants wake up, then they don't follow the orders anymore. Correct. So it's to me, it's sad, but it's important that we point this out and and challenging this thing in a way that's supportive and polite and loving is right. the, the key so people can move out of the delusion. That's, yeah. kind of, that's what I'm saying. Including the teachers in the school who say, yes, you are a cat. For sure. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't hurt to pretend you're a cat and still know that you're not one. 
Yeah, you can be a human being pretending to be a cat. That's not the same thing as believing you're a cat. Right, exactly. So the teachers need to get unwoke. Yes. Oh, you're hurting somebody's feelings. See, they've used the language in a way that distorts reality. Oh, you're hurting her feelings because you're not not agreeing with her that she's a cat. What's the matter with you? You're being so impolite, so invalidating. It's, the it's basic. invalidating to say, yeah, you're a cat. You know, yeah. and that's invalidating because you're a human being, you're not a cat. That's a basic excuse for censorship also, that you might hurt somebody's feelings. Right. So free speech is only approved free speech. Right. And that's how they manipulate. Oh, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings, you're going to, or I feel offended. You know, that's a, you know, this whole thing about I'm offended has to do at a certain level, with an ego thing. Uh, you, you feel offended. doesn't mean that what person said wasn't the truth. Right. But the issue is you shouldn't offend anybody even if you're telling them the truth. Well, I don't think so. So that's what we're facing. So I'm encouraging people to be thoughtful, loving, caring, but being caring by helping bridge people in back to, into kind of biological reality and social reality. So I bless everybody that we can really do that with each other in a kind, gentle, loving way, but still bring really the whole society back into enough reality that we don't buy the social control and mob psychology control that's going on. Right. And I thank you and Doug for doing your good work. Thanks for the uplifting message, Dr. Cousins. And I think it's just a a reminder that we don't have to go along with any of the insanity. And it may be true that we're living in the middle of a mental hospital right now where the staff and the patients are both completely crazy obviously true but it doesn't mean that we have to be, you know participate by being another one of the crazy people and it, it reminds me of the <clears throat> the bumper stickers that were popular in the Vietnam War when I was a college student and they were saying question authority and then one right after that said question everything and if you do that then people don't follow these orders blindly it's, it's like As I was mentioning to Dr. Cousins, we were trained in school to blindly follow authority without question. It's a religion. It's the religion of so-called scientism or whatever the authorities tell you to believe. And I mean it in a religion, not in the sense of an official religion, but in the sense that you're not allowed to question it no matter what. And if you do question it, you're bad and you must be punished. And that's not science. And it's not even real spiritual inquiry or anything like that. It's just insanity and it's programmed and it's leading to our destruction. So it's not just an unpleasant or sad reality like Dr. Cousins was saying. It's potentially life-threatening for humanity and the biosphere on this planet, which is exactly what it's intended to be. And after you know decades and decades of investigating this kind of thing going on and saying what's happening my my assessment at this point and for quite a while 
is that this is a ceremonial sacrifice of the whole biosphere, not just the humans, but everybody. And if you're part of the power structure, then you may have been told that if you follow orders, you'll be part of the elite remnant, but they're not telling you the truth. Everybody's targeted for destruction, and it would be a good thing to not go along with it any further than we've already gone. Not, not to criticize each other, but to wake ourselves up. And by doing that, you affect everybody else, including the bad guys, by the way, because a lot of those bad guys are hypnotized, normal people like all of us. And you're having an effect on them now. So wake yourself up. It's the most powerful thing you can do. And that's why they use the word woke, to make believe that that's awake. And it's just the opposite. So value yourself. Value your time. Take care of yourself. Get yourself physically healthy as much as you can, because it's really just like the chemicals, you know, affect your emotions and your thoughts. Your physical health state does too. And you really want to take care of that as long as you're wrapped up in these costumes called physical bodies. You want to find out everything you can to get it in as close to normal condition as possible, really high energy or whatever you can do. And there's a lot of programs going on at Dr. Cousins' site, drcousins.com, treeoflife.co.mn, both good sites. And you can participate in any of that. And there's World Peace Meditation every week on Saturday morning or Sunday morning U.S. time. Sunday evening Israel time in Eastern Europe. Uh, 6.30. 6.30 Israel time. And corresponding times all over the world. And it's to bring the focus of humanity together to feel the presence of peace, not just in the sense of quiet, but harmony all over the world. And it's it's the opposite of what the rulers are trying to do to make us feel distressed and conflict and chaos all the time. And they're using their anti-world peace meditation in terms of fear into the world. So we need to do the opposite. And light is much, much stronger than darkness. The only way that the dark guys can win is if they keep us completely fighting with each other and unconscious. So question everything. If you want to wake somebody up, start with yourself. Everybody needs that, all of us. And um, watch the wave that happens as a result. You're valuable. You're incredibly valuable and critical for the future of life on the planet. Honor yourself. Use your time well. We'll meet you here next time. LawStartsRadio.com. See you next time.